Cade Mila Falta. Welcome to the Letter from Ireland show, where we travel in the footsteps of your Irish ancestors, visiting their homelands and telling their stories as they put down roots in so many places around the world. Thanks for listening to the show. To support the podcast and letter, get lots of member-only features and follow Mike and Karina behind the scenes, go to aletterfromireland.com forward slash plus. That's aletterfromireland.com forward slash plus. Now, let's get on with the show. Hello, everybody. This is Mike Collins here, and you're very welcome to the Letter from Ireland show. Now, what do we have for you today? Well, today's show is called From County Cork to the Bright Lights of Broadway and Chicago. Now, I think you'll probably probably guess by me mentioning both Broadway and Chicago there that we're talking the world of show business to an extent. We certainly are talking about the world of music because we have two stories for you today of families that not just came from Ireland, but actually came from County Cork, and not just came from County Cork, but came from a very specific area of County Cork around the town of Bantry, and made their mark on music, I suppose, around the world that stays with us to this day. Now, there are two families. One is the O'Neill family, in fact, a very specific individual, a member of that clan down that part of the world, And he went to Chicago and became a chief of police and had a very, very big impact on how Irish music actually, I suppose, was saved by its correct collection at the time there during the later part of the 1800s into the 1900s. And also we have the story of a different family, a family of Keohans, that's K-E-O-H-A-N-E, from that same area of West Cork. And um, they emigrated to the USA in the early part of the 1800s. And it was, in fact, their grandson who became a very, very big part of the Broadway vaudeville and musicals that we actually know today. So more about that in the stories in a few minutes. So we have plenty of music, as I mentioned, along the way. And we are going to start off with a piece of music called Chief O'Neill's favourite hornpipe and that's going to lead us into the first story which is all about a gentleman called Chief O'Neill and more about that in the story Queen will read in a few minutes and in this case it's played by a piper an illin piper illin being the um, arms or the elbow uh, called Willie Clancy from Milltown Malbay in County Clare now let me just tell you a little story about Willie Clancy you see we were up in Milltown Malbay just before the world-famous Willie Clancy Musical Festival there, I suppose about seven or eight years ago. We are doing a feature on one of our greener members in the area, and I came home. And I was talking to my father, who was alive at the time, and he said, you know, where were you and what did you get up to? And I mentioned that we were up in Milton Bay, and he said, oh, I knew a man from that part of the world one time. So I, you know, said, well, tell me a little bit more. And didn't it happen that Willie Clancy himself were both carpenters over in London during the 1950s and they used to work together hanging doors for the best part of a year or two. And in fact, Willie Clancy, who became probably the most famous Illum Piper in the world eventually, certainly reputation following his death, played at my parents' wedding, which is amazing to hear actually uh, all those years later because I had no idea whatsoever. So there's Ireland for you, all those little uh, circular stories kind of joining up eventually. So here we have Willie Clancy with Chief O'Neill's favourite hornpipe. <laughs> 
have the surname O'Neill, O-N-E-I-L-L, in your family tree, or maybe a variant such as O'Neill, N-E-A-L, MacNeil, Nihil, N-I-H-I-L, or even Nelson, N-E-L-S-O-N. The ancient Irish name Nile, which we spell N-I-A-L-L, comes from the Irish for warrior. Now, as you can imagine, that was a very desirable first name back in the day for a boy. And as a result, many families across Ireland had a Nile in their midst by the 1400s. When surnames came to prominence in Ireland about the 1900s, we followed a system where a surname derived from an illustrious ancestor by calling the descendants in the family O, meaning descendant of, or Mac, M-A-C, meaning sons of. As you might imagine, this resulted in a number of distinct O'Neill and MacNeil families springing up in different parts of Ireland. We have the famous O'Neill clan of Ulster, but there are also unrelated O'Neill families in the counties Clare, Waterford, Carlow, Cork and Kerry, to name just a few. How about yourself? Do you have an O'Neill or a MacNeil in your family tree? And do you know which county they came from? Now for today's story. From Trelbawn in Bantry to the city of Chicago. Daniel Francis Frank O'Neill was born in 1848 in the townland of Trelbawn, T-R-A-L-I-B-A-N-E, close to Bantry Town in County Cork. Now he had the good luck to be born into a musical family as both of his parents were accomplished musicians and they often hosted fellow musicians and sessions in their house. From a young age, Frank was exposed to this music through the partition in his bedroom as he drifted off to sleep. This provided a memory that stayed with him right into his older age. As Frank grew up, it seemed natural that he would develop a skill at both the flute and the pipes himself. And like many musicians of the time, he had to rely on his ear to learn a tune. He never developed an ability to read and notate music himself. At the age of 16, he travelled to Cork City, where he joined an English merchant ship as a cabin boy, eventually arriving in the city of Chicago, USA, where he settled, became a police officer and married a lady by the name of Anna Rogers. One of the attractions in Chicago for Frank was the high number of musicians that arrived in that city from Ireland and Scotland every month. They played together, exchanged tunes, and they brought music from the four corners of the Celtic world into one great city. Frank O'Neill quickly moved up the ranks in the Chicago police force, and he eventually topped out as the chief of police in 1901. He held this position until his retirement in 1905. By that time, he had set about publishing his collection of Irish dance tunes into a set of volumes, and he started off with the O'Neill Music of Ireland, which contained an astonishing 1,800 pieces of music alone. His biographer, Nicholas Carlin, said of O'Neill that he was, and I quote here, 
the greatest individual influence on the evolution of Irish traditional music in the 20th century. Indeed, it's hard to guess just what state Irish music would be in today if it were not for the musical and organisation talent of this one individual, and of course the opportunity and resources that the city of Chicago provided him over the decades. So, thank you Chicago! Today, a full-life statue of Chief O'Neill stands back in his home place outside Bantry, showing the man himself in full flight on the flute. There is now an annual Chief O'Neill Festival held in Bantry Town, which culminates in his home place in Tralbon. This is a wonderful countryside location where some talented musicians set up for dancing at the crossroads and much crack is had by all. Maybe we'll see you there one of these days. Now wouldn't it be great to join in and have a dance or two at the crossroads? What do you think? city of Chicago As the evening shadows fall There are people dreaming Of the hills of Donegal in Seven was the year it all began Deadly pains of hunger Drove a million from the land They journeyed not for glory Their motive wasn't greed A voyage of survival Across the stormy sea To the city of Chicago As the evening shadows fall there are people dreaming of the hills of Donegal. Some of them knew fortune, some of them knew fame, more of them knew hardship, died upon the plain. They spread throughout the nation They rode the railroad cars They brought their songs and music To ease their lonely hearts To the city of Chicago As the evening shadows fall There are people raven On the hills of Donegal In the city of Chicago The shadows fall There are people dreaming Of the hills of Donegal Donegal 
What do you think about that one, Joe Broly? Uh, there we have a live rendition of The City of Chicago, a song composed by um, a gentleman called uh, Barry Moore, also known as Luca Bloom, and sung there by his brother, Christy Moore. Great stuff. Dreaming of the hills of Donegal, or in this case, you could say the hills of West Cork. As before that, we also had the story of Chief O'Neill heading off to Chicago and making such an impact. I guess kind of a very direct impact on the fact that I can actually pull up so many pieces of music today that have actually been recorded by many, many different artists around the world, simply because this man put in motion the actual ability for different people to collect and preserve uh, different pieces of Irish music. So well done to Chief O'Neill there. We're moving on to our second story now, and it's another family from the area around Bantry in West Cork that had a very, very big impact on music around the world, actually. And in specifically, we're talking about vaudeville and Broadway into the uh, early 1900s. And that is the Kyohan family from West Cork. And I think I'll go straight over to Karina now to tell us more. Uh, she shares the story of the Irish roots of a Yankee doodle dandy. If you examine a list of popular modern Irish baby names, you'll see that many old Irish names have started to come back into fashion. Names like Tighe, which we spell T-A-D-H-G, and Cormac and Fiacra for boys, or Gráinne, Aoife or Ashling have become popular for girls. However, one boy's name that has yet to make the return is Ucca which we spell E-O-C-H-A, and it probably means a horseman in Old Irish. Over time, many of these boys' names evolved into the Irish surnames that we know today. Ucca became the root of surnames like Kyo, which is spelled K-E-O-G-H, and the surname Hawhey, spelt H-A-U-G-H-E-Y. Ucca also formed the root of the surname we will focus on in today's letter, which is Kyohan, K-E-O-G-H-A-N-E. And today we focus on the story of Michael Kyohan. One family travels from West Cork to Boston. Michael Kyohan was born near the town of Bantry in West Cork around the year 1810. He served his time as a tailor and he married a local girl called Jane Scott. They then emigrated to Boston, USA, where they started a family shortly after arrival. One of their children, Jeremiah, had a good ear for music and also the ability to keep friends and neighbours entertained. Now, that's probably a trait that came through from his Irish roots. He eventually became a professional entertainer and he met and married a fellow stage performer called Nellie Costigan. The pair continued as stage partners performing in the up-and-coming vaudeville scene of the time. As each of their two children reached an appropriate age, they too joined their parents in the act. By 1888, they had become known as the four Kehans, actually 
They weren't called the four Kohans. They were called the four Cohans. C-O-H-A-N. You see, Michael Kohan had his fine West Cork surname changed to Cohen on arrival in the USA. And that surname spelling stayed with the family down through subsequent generations. Among their ranks was the youngest of the Cohen family, George Michael Cohen, better known, of course, as George M. Cohen. Now, George M. Cohen went on to write more than 50 Broadway shows and over 300 songs. These included the popular Give My Regards to Broadway and The Yankee Doodle Boy. By the early 1900s, he was known as the man who owned Broadway and he had become the most famous writer of American musical comedies. We also know him as the Oscar from the Oscar-winning movie Yankee Doodle Dandy, in which he was played by the famous James Cagney. And who can forget James, Jimmy, belting out George's own words? I'm a Yankee Doodle Dandy, a Yankee Doodle do or die. George M. Cohen is remembered today through the wonderful musical songs and performances that are still played around the world. And it's not surprising there's a statue of the man himself in Times Square, New York City. And there's also one in Providence, Rhode Island, the place of his birth. However, I think it's now time that Bantry Town got their act together and put up their own statue for George M. and his Cohen family, the Cohans of West Cork. What do you think yourself? You just heard a George M. Cohan lyric to a George M. Cohan tune sung by George M. Cohan. Well, I'm glad you're man enough to take all the blame. I'd like to hear 84 and all the seven children sing any better. Well, I could top that with one tonsil tied behind me. I thought that was the way you worked. Well, if this is going to be a contest, pick a song and loosen your collar. How about Yankee Doodle Dandy? That's Cohan for you, always waving the American flag. After seven kids, you couldn't even lift it. Professor, on your mark, set, go. Yankee Doodle Dandy, Yankee Doodle Do or Die, a real live nephew of my Uncle Sam, born on the 4th of July. I've got a Yankee Doodle sweetheart, she's my Yankee Doodle joy. Now Yankee Doodle came to London just to ride a pony, I am that Yankee Doodle boy. A real live nephew of your Uncle Sam Born on the 4th of July With a flag in your hand, no doubt I've got a Yankee Doodle sweetheart Mm -hmm. 
she's my Yankee Doodle Jar. Miss Liberty. Yankee Doodle came to London just to ride a pony. I you am are a Yankee Doodle boy. Oh, say, can't you see? I hear you talking, Dad. I you are a Yankee Doodle boy. And that was Jimmy Cagney there reprising his role of George M. Cohen singing Yankee Doodle Dandy. And that's from the movie The Seven Little Foys there, accompanied, of course, by Bob Hope. Hope you enjoyed that yourselves. And that brings us to the end of today's show. Um, Yeah, I I think, uh, you know, I really enjoyed putting together today's show because... For me, for many, many years, certainly George M. Cohen, I wouldn't even have guessed at his Irish roots, given the actual surname there. I always presumed it came from a very, very different part of the world. And also the impact that Chief O'Neill actually had on Irish music and its survival around the world and hopefully thriving going into the future. If you did enjoy today's show, I would appreciate if you took a moment to leave a review on whatever platform you might be on at the moment, be you inside a forum or an Apple podcast or inside Spotify. Please do take a minute. We really, really do appreciate your feedback. Thank you very much for that. That's it for this week from both Corinne and myself. So slow for now until we chat again next week. If you've enjoyed today's Letter from Ireland show, we'd like to invite you to check out our special membership area, The Green Room. You hear us mention it a lot during the show. And you can find full details of The Green Room at letterfromireland.com forward slash green room. Our Green Room is the essential resource for anybody at any stage in researching their Irish heritage. Because it's where we delve into all the good stuff to help you break down those brick walls and really connect the pieces in your Irish ancestry puzzle. In the green room, you get access to online genealogists, extensive research tools, quick win training, as well as member-only access to johngrenham.com and a very supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback and advice. The Green Room is the perfect place to be for anybody starting or continuing their Irish ancestry search. So why don't you come and join us there at a letterfromireland.com forward slash green room. That's it for me, but I'll be back next time with another installment of the Letter from Ireland show. And I really look forward to chatting to you then. Slán Gafol, Karina. <laughs>